0: Stay with us. We're joined by uh, Mike Davis. He's the president of the Article Three Project and a former law clerk to Justice Gorsuch. I think back when he was a, back when he was an appeals court judge. Hey, uh, welcome, Mike. And um, you're an attorney, and <laughs> you're also an American patriot. Can you please give us your reaction?
1: I've uh, quickly scanned through this indictment, and it is long. Uh, it it is loud and it is lawless. And if you read this thing, it is silly. We have 19 defendants that this Democrat district attorney down in Atlanta is charging with 41 felonies for the non-crime of a former president objecting to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And it is also not a crime to twist arms politically. That is allowed by the First Amendment. It is is—it is only a crime to object to presidential elections in third-world Marxist hellholes like Zimbabwe, and now New York, D.C., and Atlanta. This is Democrat lawfare by these Democrats prosecutors, where they want to bring these uh, lawless, charges against President Trump with these Democrats, prosecutors, Democrat judges and Democrat juries. And they want these Democrat prosecutors, judges and juries instead of the American people deciding that who's going to be the next president, and that's not going to fly with the American people. The, the American people will decide the next presidential election on November 7th, 2024, not Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith, Fannie Willis, Tish James, or these other goofball Democrat prosecutors.
0: Do they have to turn themselves in, these defendants? I mean, was President Trump going to have to go to Atlanta to turn himself in and be processed, like in uh, Miami and here in New York? Is that, is that uh, required? Can you tell, Mike? Uh, you know, I, I, I presume that
1: President Trump will go to his arraignments. Uh, prob- I, I think it would be on Thursday is what I'm hearing. Maybe it's a different day. But this is a kangaroo court that they're running down there. They, 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 they had the indictments on the, the, the court's website earlier today. Uh, this is a clown—the the wheels have fallen off the clown car in Fulton County, Georgia, and this is not going to fly. We saw with Alvin Bragg's indictment that that won the presidential primary for President Trump, the Republican primary. Jack Smith's first indictment for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act, uh, put Trump within uh, very close contention with Joe Biden. Jack Smith's second indictment for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election, I think, won the, the general election for Trump. And now Fannie Willis' dumb indictment of President Trump is going to ensure that President Trump wins by two or three percentage points.
2: Mike, what's this doing? I mean, what's this doing to law and order in the country? I mean, when, when people see something like this, I mean, look at how how— ridiculous this is. I mean, the, the, the scale of it. I mean, it, it, all of this, these are actions. These are just people believing something and looking into it. And we're vilifying that and we're criminalizing that while at the same time, uh, they look at next to nothing uh, with the guy that's sitting in the White House right now.
1: Yeah, these are republic-ending tactics by these Democrat prosecutors, and maybe they don't care. I mean, this is, your, the, this is no longer our parents' or grandparents' Democrat Party. These aren't liberals who love America. Yeah. These are leftists. These are Marxists who hate America. They don't believe in due process. They don't believe in equality. They don't believe in, believe in free speech. They believe in Me Too. They believe in equity. They believe in censorship. Now they believe in throwing their political, uh, p- political rivals in prison for the rest of their lives. This is not going to fly with the American people. Uh, we're already we are already seeing the backlash in the polls. This is going to backfire spectacularly on Joe Biden and the Democrats on Election Day, 2024.
3: America's dark valley. More Trump indictments, as you just heard. Communist Chinese spies infiltrating the border. And welcome back to Training Tuesday here on the Rob Manish Show at the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth. Not government propaganda like those other media networks out there. And let me just quote Mike Davis again from the Article Three Project. This latest indictment of President Trump from Founty Willis in Georgia is long, loud, and lawless. It's only a crime to object to presidential elections in third world Marxist hellholds like Zimbabwe and now New York, DC, and Atlanta. This is Democrat lawfare run amuck. When you combine this domestic lawlessness with the wide open border where an estimated 12,000 Chinese military age males have entered our country illegally, your eyes will be open to the dark valley America is walking through right now. Can we overcome this sunset on the greatest free republic in human history? Yeah, we can, but the fight's going to be long and hard. U.S. Senate candidate James Bradley from California, a third generation veteran and senior executive in the healthcare and international business sectors, joins me today to discuss these issues and more. James, welcome to the Rob Matus Show.
4: Well, it looks like we don't have your audio there,
3: uh, James. Uh, there we go. How does that work? There we go. There we go. Welcome to the Rob Vader Show. How are you? Uh, doing great here in Communist California. That's
4: part of our mission <laughs> is to clean things up.
3: Yeah, sorry about the long cold open there, but I wanted folks to hear the gambit uh, that uh, uh, that this fourth indictment of Donald Trump and 18 others that are were on his team in various ways, some uh, like the chief of staff, uh, former Congressman Mark Meadows, who's who's uh, uh, thought to be among his colleagues one of the nicest and most uh, level-headed and balanced men that's ever served in Congress, uh, uh, along with the attorneys uh, that gave Mr. Trump legal advice on the case in Georgia uh, about uh, finding these fraudulent votes that they were looking for uh, and making sure the right, you know, the the legal votes were all counted, uh, uh, all the way to, I mean, it's just, absolutely nutty when you read through this indictment and you see things like, well, uh, so-and-so set up rooms for, set up a room for people to meet in. That's part of the ongoing conspiracy. So-and-so, in Mr. Meadows' case, he, he, he asked a, a congressman from Pennsylvania for a phone number of a you know, Republican leader in the state. I mean, it's just crazy.
4: Yeah, they make it up as they go there. I, I swear, I cause <laughs> I, I kind of laugh and, and in some respect, I look at this, what they're doing to him, making him the modern-day folk hero. That's what mm-hmm. he's doing, he's elevating in the polls. And I tell you, you know, I say bring it, and it worked. The election, we know there was a lot of issues there, and it's our constitutional right as candidates to question mm-hmm. it. So what they're doing is they're just uh, compromising the going against the Constitution, our election laws. And I believe uh, our great president, I still call him president this day, because I believe he won California. Uh, he has yeah. every right, every right to fight this.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the the what they were going about is what everybody has done. Under the uh, Electoral Count Act, legally for over a hundred years, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, and and I'm sure you've seen the videos uh, of, of of minutes, you know, ver, you know, hundreds of minutes of Democrats protesting the 2016 election uh, and saying how it was it was rigged and stolen, and, and then you have Stacey Abrams, who is the gubernatorial candidate that lost to Brian Kemp, uh, the current guy. Uh, who I mean, I don't think she's ever conceded uh, in any way whatsoever that she lost that election. As a matter of fact, has raised billions of dollars on that, but no indictments, no imbi- indictments under the, under this RICO Act, which is what the uh, uh, the DA in Georgia is doing.
4: Mm. You know, Stacey in her own right is a, a machine. Uh, I call it grifting out here because like, she continues the narrative, but yet she's not being uh, asked to step down. But, you know, I always say everyone look back in 2016, as you noted earlier, what really happened and how this was, that the, that was the narrative pushed for, for months. They questioned yeah. the election results. So this uh, the hypocrisy that's going on, and I think people are finally waking up to see, and those that can remember back that far, it seems like a, a century ago, unfortunately, Many want to kind of bury that story and just focus in on J6 and the purpose behind J6, you know, mm-hmm. exercising our First Amendment rights to peacefully protest, for grievances against government. So I, I really do. I really believe this is going to have an opposite effect. It's going to favor. He's going to go in there. There's no constitutional grounds on this at all.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: This, this, is, this is beyond insanity what they're trying to get away with. Uh, but yet they're exposing themselves.
3: So, well, yeah. Part of, you mentioned the First Amendment, James. Part of the First Amendment is that we have an absolute right to uh, to uh, petition our government uh, for grie- over grievances, uh, for redress. Uh, and when he was calling the government officials in the state of Georgia, he was petitioning the government. He had a grievance to ask to be addressed as a citizen Uh, not just as a candidate or President of the United States, uh, and he's also got a duty to make sure the First Amendment uh, is followed too, and to make sure that we have free and fair elections. So there's a whole, whole, whole set of layers of responsibilities and rights here, just on Mr. Trump himself, uh, that uh, it just makes this whole—you know, when you add it to some of the other stuff in, in the indictments, uh, like on the January 6th one, it's just preposterous. It, it, it's almost like another, another Russia hoax is being trying to be perpetrated on the American people. But this time, it's much more serious. I mean, you're talking—I think we're up to about 900 years in jail for a man in his late 70s.
4: It'll it'll never pass muster, especially the Supreme Court. But you know, I think about the ripple effect that has on an, any particular race going forward.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So uh, it's all down ballot for Senate, Congress, and of course the state elections. So yeah, if they were, to, it, it, I, I don't think they're going to succeed in this. I think he's going to be the victor in the day. But if if they start doing that, this is lawfare. <laughs> it's clearly lawfare, and mm-hmm. we have to get to the the truth and. Honestly, I was part of the reason why I started a lawsuit back in 2020 to deal with the irregularities here in the state of California, which hopefully will get in the Supreme Court here in the next month or so to deal with the what we're facing, what Trump is facing, but how it's really packed. What they've been doing, controlling uh, the the elections here nationwide, a lot of unconstitutional laws which are being enacted and supported by each of the jurisdictions. So I think. Part of my effort here is to put a big spotlight and get in and get a favorable ruling, making a precedent across the United States. But also, that would be very helpful for our, our president, Donald Trump. Yes.
3: Yeah, I think it'd be helpful for the country overall. A lot of people don't realize there were irregularities in every state, but it was in the swing states where they focused their efforts to the to get the ballots high enough to be able, have to... Be able, have to get them high enough to be able to beat them. And, you know, like in Arizona and Georgia, it was only 11,000 or so votes. Uh, the margin mm-hmm. was razor thin, uh, razor thin, just like it was in 2016, where they thought Hillary was going to win, uh, and uh, the <laughs> Trump voters pulled it out uh, because they weren't as prepared as they were in 2020, or, uh, and they see they can't do it again. They're not going to get away with it this time, That and I think that's why you see this, this uh, just craziness. Uh, I mean, the man's now been indicted four times. Uh, They're trying to speed up trial dates, which is the opposite of what's been happening with the J6 defendants. Uh, in federal court in D.C., all of these uh, prosecutors in these four indictments uh, are—even the one in uh, Florida where he's got a Trump-appointed judge—all of them are trying to speed up the trial date and blame it on the defendant's right to speedy trial. Well, well, the court doesn't have a right to a speedy trial. It's only the defendant. And if the defendant wants to slow down, the defendant should be able to get to slow down. And you're talking about over 12 million pages of data just in the January 6 trial, uh, uh, and not counting what's in the, the classified documents trial, and now this one. Uh, it's unbelievable uh, what they're trying to do. I don't even know if any of these will ever get to trial within, four, within three years, really, to be honest with you, unless it's completely forced uh, through as a sham show trial like uh, the Soviet Union. James, well, when we come back, I wanna talk about uh, the enemy within the Republican Party in this case. But we've got to take a break right now and pay some bills. I'm Rob Manis on the Red Voice Media Network. We're talking with California Senate candidate, James Bradley, uh, and uh, we'll be right back.
2: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protect from Biden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's ProtectFromBiden.com.
3: My fellow Americans, breaking news is right. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented as we speak. Do not be fooled. It's not going to benefit you and me. Act now before it's too late. You know, the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of what's called FedNow started on July 1st, well over a month ago. So brace yourselves. This is going to catch many of you off guard like it did me. Uh, Your hard-earned assets are at risk, but there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time. How? With one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole, contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2USA-GOLD. That's right, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-2USA-GOLD. That's right. Call right now, 833-287-2465. Call 833-287-2465 right now. Well, welcome back to the Rob Menas Show uh, here on the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth. And we're talking today about the dark valley America is walking through now, with all these uh, uh, this lawlessness on the domestic side, and uh, and uh, also we've got a completely lawless open border. And our guest is uh, James Bradley, a uh, California U.S. Senate candidate uh, for next year for the open seat that's going to be happening, and uh, he is. Uh, He's uh, really high up in the polls right now, I think, tied for the lead in that jungle primary, what we call the jungle primary out there in California. Uh, welcome back, James. Uh, we're going to watch a little video clip here uh, from the uh, the lieutenant governor of Georgia, I think it is. Go ahead and show the clip, Disco. This feels different. Uh, you know what?
2: Donald Trump did his, did his most damage in Georgia— uh, he sucked the soul out of the Republican Party here. Uh, he sucked the morality out of the Republican Party, the fiscal responsibility out of the Republican Party. He's, he's he sucked our winning percentage out of the Republican Party. He's taken everything from us, and it is our turn to take it back, right? It's our turn to win elections based on the policies that we think we're better on. This is the prime spot for us to take Joe Biden to the woodshed and call him out for not running the border right, not protecting our communities, not putting our best foot forward internationally. These are our moments in time. But if we make this about the three-ring circus of Donald Trump, we will lose, lose, and lose again.
5: You make a good point that.
3: Well, James, I mean that shows you right there. Uh, he was a former lieutenant governor of Georgia, Jeff Duncan. There, uh, what what I've been fighting since I first ran for office in 2014, and that is the uh, the Republicans that are opposed to constitutional conservatism and America first policies. Uh, I mean, that's it right there, laid out bare. Uh, this fourth indictment has really brought it out. Uh, uh, I'm hearing that we're going to hear from Mitch McConnell on this, if it hasn't already come out. I didn't see anything before the show went on the air uh, that uh, where he's going to be cheerleading for a win uh, in these indictments against Donald Trump. Uh, you know. Uh, What's been your experience and your thoughts on that little short clip there? I just think it's disastrous. And I'm not talking about loyalty to a person. I'm talking about loyalty to the system of the United States of America. It's being destroyed before our very eyes, and even the average citizen knows it. Even the average citizen can see it.
4: I fully agree with you. I've seen uh, the deep state in play. McConnell's one of the many. We see it in the halls of Congress and Senate. So I think one thing is been identified: those are the enemies within. I think to be about there for public display. But well, more importantly, I think people now, as they become more aware, and we come on this election cycle, and hopefully we're we're successful at cleaning up our election process, at least here in California, uh, we're going to start voting in those America First conservatives that really have the best interest for the nation. So I I love the I love the passion I really do. Because, as you know, I'm known pretty much on Twitter now as being the the badass veteran to call it all out. But McConnell, yeah. he's—I've he's, never seen him. But, yeah, you almost expect it at this point. I'm really calling them out as we go. Yeah. But uh, but we're going to see some big changes ahead. Uh, again, I'm going to call him the modern-day folk hero. That is what they're doing for our president. Hey vilify him, and even if he wins, if, if they incarcerate him and put put him in jail, he's going to win, take the victory in jail. I, I think the American public is seeing right through the shill. They're going to vote. They're going to vote right. Hopefully, the their votes will be counted officially and honestly. So end of day, I, I look at this completely different from everyone that's kind of ringing the alarm bell saying, hey, look what they're doing. Let's mass, mass an effort. Mass your effort Making everyone aware for one, two, have them give them the right intel, the mm-hmm. right story, and then they can vote properly. Because if they know what's happening, and I most, most do what's happening to this great band, they're gonna come around saying, Hey, this is so unacceptable. I need to be activated as well, and I could activate with my vote this coming election.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Man, it's uh it's uh, yeah. I've been calling McConnell out for years. I've battled him <laughs> in his two different Senate elections, and his donors in a, in a third state house election. Uh, uh, that uh, they don't like me because they can't control me and they won't. They can't shut me up. Uh, you yeah. know, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, though, that results in other people being elected. In my case, uh, uh, heck, a nation, uh, Raheem Kassam's National Pulse even, even, even published an article today that mentioned this guy, Senator Bill Cassidy, uh, that uh, Mr. Tr- the article was about a, a conference call with Freedom Caucus legislators with Mr. Trump. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and he, he actually mentioned Senator Bill Cassidy because, uh, you know, his support of Bill Cassidy, when I ran against him and the Republican Party's support of Bill Cassidy resulted in Bill Cassidy voting to convict President Donald J. Trump uh, in the second impeachment. Uh, because he was really a Democrat uh, with an R by his name, you know, and that and that's one of the things I think, uh, uh, and I have a positive outlook too. Look, I, I'm going to call it like I see it. We are in a dark, deep, dark valley, uh, almost like this valley of the shadow of death at this point from uh, from the existence of, of the free republic's perspective. Uh, but we will climb out of that. We will march through that uh, because we got a lot going for us, not to mention that uh, this is a divinely... Uh, in, is still, in my opinion, a divine, uh, divinely inspired uh, uh, experiment here, the United States of America. So I, th- I firmly believe that God watches over us uh, even when bad things are happening uh, because it's probably good for us in some way or another even if we can't personally see it. But, and one of the things that's good about this is that it, it, rips, it, rips, it rips their masks off of the Republicans that really don't believe in what the Republican base believes, which I'm firmly convinced is constitutional conservatism and America first policies. Some people use the term populist, uh, uh, you know, nationalists. I, I try to stay away from those because they get demonized by, uh, uh, by the enemy all the time. I don't care what you call yourself. As long as you believe in the constitution and you believe in policy, implementing policies that put America first and Americans first, uh, I'm gonna support it. That's what I've run on uh, even before Donald Trump ran. Uh, That's what you're running on. I've looked at your website, uh, James, and uh, uh, I just think it's uh, great. Are you seeing any, uh, there was a story, I wanted to ask you about the California Republican Party. There was a story a few weeks ago about some some type of delegate assignment changes based on the primary vote. Has that been (laughs) taken care of Uh, because, you know, it is still it is still early in the primary game, and I don't know that the teams, even Trump's team, is is organized enough yet to where they're actually in the state machinery uh, working on delegate counts based on what votes they get at this point. But uh, yes. I know California had a rule change going, and I think Massachusetts does too. Uh, uh, can you speak to that at all? What's the status of that? Yeah, well, they
4: initially tried to change the bylaws to a uh, number of delegates to go that were try uh, initially splitting them but I mm-hmm. think the winner take all in this case. Uh, it yeah. was initially thought as, because uh, at that, that time DeSantis was uh, he was campaigning hard in California, going after those big donors. Mm-hmm. So Laura Loomer dropped the, uh, the story, and it got in front of pretty much all those uh, politicos in the party, and it really turned to Trump's favor in this case because it really put, just like these indictments are doing, it's putting the spotlight on what it was happening in the party because you've had the issues with the party as I we know that there's some good actors and there's a lot of bad actors and those that don't want America first in the office. By the way, America First is American. American. So yeah. and they're they're trying to vilify us, but it's on their terror watch list. I mean they're absolutely crazy <laughs> going on. But it actually turned to his favor uh, to sum that up. It's gonna he's gonna have a big win. He hasn't really formed his team that I'm aware of, and I've been in Mm -hmm. contact with his his team, uh, one of which that I just introduced you to. I'm still waiting to hear names, because I think once Mm -hmm. we activate and put it all together, we get to work. But he did most of the work. His his indictments are going to turn favor him, I believe.
3: Yeah, let me ask you, since you brought it up twice now, so you really believe that people are going to vote for a convicted felon, because they're going to convict him at least on one of these, if not two or three uh, of them. They are going to convict him. Uh, because John Bolton just said yesterday that Americans don't like voting for convicted felons. Now, I think he's full of crap, but but do you believe that, too? That's what I believe. I believe they will.
4: I believe it, because this is a, no other time in history we've seen such, well, of in hypocrisy. And mm-hmm. in the halls of justice, we don't have justice any longer. So, except for the Supreme Court, I still hold out hope for the Supreme Court. So, when it gets to that, I think they'll probably um, take care of everything. And so, he's going to have a favorable standing. Now, of course, he may see it serve a little time. It adds a little color, character to any candidate. <laughs> so, you know, on the West Coast here, we love the bad boys, right? We like the villains, yeah. the cowboys. Uh, this will well, him, I think well.
3: Well, I think uh, I think uh, at least the the folks that I talk to that are paying attention and that vote reliably every time, uh, they see him as a martyr, that he's being martyred, really. You kind of touched on that a little bit., uh, uh, and, uh, Now, not a martyr in such that that he that, you know they're out to kill him, not not to not to belittle that idea, you know, Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, uh, did uh, Tucker Carlson this week? I haven't looked at the episode, but he, he he apparently goes even deeper than he's gone before about the CIA killing his uncle and maybe his dad uh, and those kind of things and that. So I'm not I'm not making light of that. But at this point, he's a martyr uh, from a legal perspective only because the Uniparty is so adamant about preventing him from get ele- getting elected. I think, and uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and you know what? Is really interesting though, James, is uh, talk a little bit about, uh, let's just pick a policy off of your policy list that, that you'd like to talk about for uh, about 30 seconds here uh, and lay one out because because they're out to get him because he he has implemented and supported and advocates for policies like what, what you do, right? And I do.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, without law, you don't have order. And they've been, the left's been working overtime to remove the power and the teeth behind a lot of law enforcement agencies out here. So that's one of the biggest issues we face, of course, on the border as well. We're going to talk about that mm. approach and open border policies. But uh, the biggest issues we face here is the border crisis. We have uh, fentanyl, which comes through the border. We have the homeless crisis, which is a Epic portions now, 70,000 in L.A. County alone. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be addressing that straight on. I have some great solutions for it, some of which is already in motion. And uh, so I'll start with those two. So we want to drill into it. If not, there's a 1,000 more we can do.
3: Yeah, well, we've got to take another break, James. Uh, so we'll come back. When we come back, we'll, we'll hear from Alan Dershowitz for a minute or so, kind uh, of giving a broad overview of, of how bad these badly done these indictments are, and how they're likely to fail at one level or another. I'm Rob Manis with the Rob Manis Show on Red Voice Media Network. Uh, we'll be right back.
5: First of all, nobody should take it all seriously, the fact that there was a grand jury indictment. It means nothing. It's the prosecutor who indicted. The best evidence of that is that it was on his website before the grand jury even voted. Now, the whole strategy of all these four cases is to get a conviction before the election, even if they're going to lose on appeal. I used to teach my students, many of them future prosecutors, if you bring a RICO case, that increases your chances of winning a trial and losing on appeal. The same thing is true with conspiracy and other cases involving mental states. And so, all four of these cases are designed to get quick, quick convictions in jurisdictions that are heavily loaded against Donald Trump. And these prosecutors don't care as much, as prosecutors generally do, about having the convictions reversed on appeal, because that will happen after the election, which only goes to prove what I've been arguing now for, for months. If you're going after the man who's running against your incumbent president, you would darn well better have the strongest case possible. And these are among the four—at least three of them—three weakest cases I've ever seen against any candidate. We don't know about the fourth, but it seems like it's very much like the D.C. case. And if you're going after the man running for president against your person you have to have the strongest case, otherwise it becomes a banana republic. Anybody can prosecute anybody. And we're opening the door to prosecution of Democrats by Republicans, Republicans by Democrats. It's what Alexander Hamilton wrote in The Federalist, is the most dangerous threat to democracy. And we're seeing it unfold in front of our eyes, very, very tragically. I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Trump supporter but I care deeply about the Constitution, I care deeply about preserving the rule of law, and we're seeing it being frittered away for partisan political purposes.
3: Welcome back to The Rob Maynard Show here on the Red Voice Media Network. We're known as the most dangerous network in America because we bring you the facts and the truth, and. You don't have to have government propaganda shoved into your brain and down your throat by the corporate media, because that's what they are, instruments and mouthpieces for government propaganda, and that's all that you get from them. So come here. Red Voice Media Network. We're on Roku, Amazon Fire, uh, uh, you know, uh, Apple TV. We just came up on Apple TV. Uh, and of course, at our Rumble channel, subscribe to that, share it, share the show, please. You can find me on Twitter, at Rob Manis. Uh, you probably, you may even be watching this on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and share that. Ask people to share it uh, and like at Rob Manus I'd appreciate it uh, because getting the word out uh, is the best thing that we can do, and that's why I do this—to get the truth and the facts out. And we're talking with James Bradley, Cal- U.S. Senate candidate from California. The next U.S. Senator from California is what his Chiron says, uh, and I hope so. I hope so, sir. Well, I think I think uh, uh, Mr. Dershowitz uh, wrapped it up pretty well. What we've been talking about is—it's a—it's an attempt to get convictions before the election. Uh, regardless of whether they think they can win on appeal or not. And he had not seen the actual indictment yet before he made that video last night, but he had seen the, the, the indictment charges that had been posted and tainted the grand jury before the grand jury had even voted uh, on the indictment, which actually turns out folks, it's word for word so don't listen to the lies coming out of the district attorneys or the clerk's office there in that courtroom. They tainted the grand jury by posting the indictment before the grand jury even voted. That is against the law, and that should be being brought up by Trump's lawyers immediately to get this case thrown out uh, as it rightly should be. But. You know, uh, it's—I think he's going to win in such a landslide that they won't be able to create enough fake ballots this time. (laughs) When you combine that, that, the fact that COVID's over, you know, and and a lot of those rules, those states, those were temporary rules for the mail-ins and those kind of things, they're just not going to be able to do it enough, and it's going to be overwhelmed.
4: But I love what you said, and I love Alan's analysis of the case and the will win on appeal. There's no way he yeah. couldn't. And I yeah. also think the judge should remand himself, get rid of It's so much, I feel like we're dealing in a circus, of banana a republic, which has often been discussed over time. But, you know, again, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an optimist. I believe in the mm-hmm. people. I believe that they're finally waking up to the point where, hey, enough's enough. Let's get this thing done. Let's get him back in office. Let's get back. Get America back on track. By the way, I do have a question for you, young man, Colonel. Will you be? Will you be running again? This coming election? <laughs> uh,
3: uh, never say never. That's all I will ever answer to that question uh, because I have I have uh, I have a lot of commitments uh, and I have to get permission from a certain individual who uh, who uh, is represented by that ring right there <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> before I ever you know. answer a question like that. So, <laughs>
4: but you know, I did get my uh, I got my okay. I I spoke to the God Almighty, Jesus Christ. So mm. He gave me the He said, "Go for it, James."
3: But I will say, if President Trump wins, uh, uh, I'm a volunteer to serve as, in his administration. I've uh, never said no when asked to serve my country, and, and I won't say no now. Thank you, Colonel. Thank way. you
4: for your service. By the way, I'm, I am going to move you forward, because I think you your, your voice needs to be heard. Be a little closer to it. You know what I'm talking about. I'm being a little cryptic to the crowd, but I don't want to give away <laughs> too much. And I yeah. want to set you up. As a, you know, think about it, America, please. You've seen it. You know, if you even have to go toe to toe with your cousins or your family members, it's time to really bring the truth, wake them up. Because now this movement is so powerful. I see it on the ground here in California, Latino votes. That's where we're going to win back at least California, the swing states and the border states. So think in terms of strategy. There's always a way to win. Yeah, we're being bombarded with all these indictments that those are distractions to take us away from. Mechanizing, getting the right, moving in the right direction, is now any time in history. The United States, this is the time to strike. Empower the people around you, give them direction and hope. Because I, I believe in that in my heart. We're going to win this one. and We're going to have a landslide across the nation.
3: Yeah, I think we are. Uh, you know, uh, I've already personally endorsed the uh, President Trump, uh, uh, and uh, I'm going to personally endorse you. Uh, oh, on the show right now, I've seen enough. And, and uh, uh, there's a guy named Bernie sure. Marino in, in Ohio that I am personally endorsing. And my political action committee will, uh, its goal is to raise money to support you guys uh, and to support the president. Uh, so that's what we're doing as we speak. We're trying to raise money. Uh, and uh, because it takes money, folks, it takes money to uh, get that job done. And uh, uh, Every little bit helps. You can go to GatorPack.com, G-A-T-O-R-P-A-C.com and make a contribution there. That's the political action committee that I'm the chairman of. Uh, and uh, that's where the funding comes from that goes to candidates that uh, I personally endorse or that the PAC endorses. Uh, and usually they're, they're both are, are equal. Uh, so uh, it hasn't been unequal yet. The, now James, uh, the, uh, when you, you were in Southern California, right? If I remember correctly, so you're very familiar with what's going on. I want to I want to move and start talking about the border a little bit, because, you know, you being a did you serve in the Coast Guard off the coast of California, too? Or was that in a different location,
4: different location Panhandle of Florida dealing with the um, the Colombian cartel?
3: But so you're familiar with uh, the drug trade and the human trafficking trade coming in through our coastlines. uh, And I'm sure you're familiar with it coming across the border there in California and Arizona and New Mexico, Arizona and California uh, mostly. By the way, I I have cousin uh, uh, and and one of them's uh, uh, an immigrant from Mexico, my cousin that lives in Prescott Valley in Arizona, staunch Republican, staunch America first, uh, supporter. That's what it's like on the ground all over the country, uh, not just in uh, not just in red states, you know, even in New Mexico, uh, you find that. But uh, so what are the issues in California, surrounding the border? Uh, I know you have a lot of professional knowledge about that and you and you study that problem, you live it uh, yes. every day. Uh, so starting with fentanyl uh, and how it relates to China and Mexico and everything, what's your plan? Uh, to uh, to uh, pursue legislation to get a handle on that because we're we're killing a hundred thousand Americans a year. It always puzzles me that people get upset about about, about two or three thousand or, or even thirty thousand Americans dying for this or that or the other, but they don't seem to be up in arms about the hundred thousand Americans, mostly young people, that we're killing a year with fentanyl that comes through Mexico from China.
4: Yeah, you you nailed it. Uh, honestly, with the the uh, DTO, which the Zhang. So I'm going to drop a few names for you because I did a deep dive into this. And by the way, I still work with my buddies in the Coast Guard on the uh, mm-hmm. law enforcement side. I did ask for an update today and they just uh, couldn't say anything. So some special ops going on as we speak. But uh, we had an 800, 800% increase of uh, Chinese nationals coming over this last year. Uh, we have the uh, Chinese cartels that are working hand in hand with the cartels there across the border. So, I, I kind of real, I want to reframe this. The largest terrorist group in the world are the cartels across our border, our neighbors. They've been struggling with this, and why you saw mass immigration was fleeing the cartels. They would go into towns and decimate villages and towns. That's how bad it is. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a blood bloodthirst, uh bath down there. And unfortunately, the cartels have vetted themselves with local provinces and politicians. But they have also an election coming up here in 2024. Some of the candidates, the leading in the polls is a young lady. I won't mention her name. I don't want to put her on the target list yet. But uh, the idea is that, hey, let's have a conversation with those newly formed. And we just diverted how many billions over to to, uh, Ukraine under Zelensky's uh, scheme. Mm -hmm. We gave less, we gave five, was 50 million this last year to deal with the cartel issue to our neighbors. The numbers don't add up. Yeah. If we divert that money and set aside a certain amount and also assist them with military uh, reinforcement, that's how you take out, like we did, and of course, Biden screwed that up with our withdrawal in Afghanistan. That's how we did it in Afghanistan. We were I, I, we almost purged like Biden, as well as ISIS. We have to mm-hmm. be thinking, the war is at our border. It is. The thousands and the human trafficking. I, I work in doing search and rescue missions, Afghanistan, still to this day, uh, Ukraine, because now they're being fought, sought after. We just did a mission in Niger. So this is part of what I do on a regular basis. Yeah. But also knowing the issues and the, the enemies we face, is that intel is important. But we have to get to a point now where you have to identify the issue focus on it. The border is our issue. It's affecting yeah. every walk of life now.
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, we've got to take our last break. When we come back, we'll see video evidence of the Chinese military-aged males that you were just talking about. The number's increased over 80, 800 percent since Biden's taken office. I'm Rob Batis, Red Voice Media Network. Truth, facts, dangerous. We'll be right back.
2: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. volatile markets dial 833 the number 2 USA gold yes call now 833 287 2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number 2 USA gold yes call now 833 833- Two eight seven two four six five. X swiftly, eight three three two eight seven two four six five.
5: President needs to make it very clear that we'll defend our friends and allies, including Taiwan. We need to stop admitting Chinese nationals across our southern border, because it appears that some of them are Chinese military and are prepared to commit acts of sabotage against the United States.
6: A message to Alejandro Mayorkas. We are in the migrant camp of San Vicente. The majority right here on the back, all of them are from China, as they are migrating into the northern borders of the United States. Venezuela, China, 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 Venezuela, Venezuela, China,
4: where
6: are you going, you? United States? United States, USA, where are you going? USA. USA. China Yes, from China China you go going to the United States the US. USA 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 American, law. New York America, New York uh, Yes yes. yes Xi Jinping No No, okay US, China China, China Nepal China 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 China, China. 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 Wow. Oh Chinese. You from China? Ah, okay. Yeah. China? China. USA? Going to the USA? Estados Unidos?
3: Well, friends, welcome back to The Rob Bainis Show here on the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth. And you just saw the facts and the truth. We're talking with California U.S. Senate candidate James Bradley. Uh, you saw three women out of 50 to 60 Chinese military age males. There were no old men there. There were no young boys there. Uh, and uh, they knew exactly what they were doing and where they were going. And they're coming into this country. The last number I saw uh, was, is two, this is old, it was uh, estimated to be over 12,000 have infiltrated across the southern border since Joe Biden uh, came in. And that is Chinese military-age males.
4: That is absolutely correct. I'm wondering if, if we have another segment, I can give you the actual numbers. I believe it's most of it's being underreported, so I have to go to special organizations that have been actually keeping a tally at the border. So they have. I haven't got the numbers yet. It's it's it's. I'll get you on. back.
3: I'll get you back on to do another show later as we get closer to the election too, and we can talk about it again.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I think that your audience will be shocked on the numbers alone, but you know they, we, can't, we can We we have to take this serious. We really do. Uh, this has been in the making for many many years, as you you know, with the uh, lax policies in certain states like in Michigan, really promoting. They have over three hundred Chinese Communist Party companies of front groups that work directly yeah. to the Communist Party in Michigan. And our California alone is, it's being overrun. And I, and I say that gently because there's the Chinese that are escaping oppression and for freedom. I'm supporting that. But it's the military operations that people are not aware of that needs to be exposed and be on the floor. So that, that's a good, I think. Well,
3: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, now that you brought that up, you know, I mean, I've been I've been thinking about that because, you know, I love I love the Chinese people. Uh, you know, one of my when I was a squadron commander, I sent one of my officers to to an Olmstead scholarship to go to the University of Beijing for a master's degree. You know, and, and uh, her, she still has family uh, in uh, in China and everything. Uh, so so just to, uh, but but those people that you just saw. Uh, they obviously have been able to travel. Uh, they're funded by so- somehow, because they're not in bad shape. Uh, they don't have ragged clothes. Uh, and the Chinese people that you're probably helping are fr- probably from the country or uh, city folks that are the lower middle class uh, uh, and everything and uh, that are trying to figure out where the next bill's coming from. Uh, those kind of people coming in are not the ones that are concerning to— from a national security perspective. Is that where you're getting at?
4: Yeah, absolutely correct, yeah. Uh, They have a lot of spy cells here in California. The universities up in Northern California, also down the street from me at UCI. What they do is they kind of uh, uh, bribe them or coerce them into giving them intel, whether it's through the university level, but also, uh, because remember, they still have family members living in China. Mm -hmm. They had them.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Uh, it's a very complex issue. It's hard it, uh, really, to really determine the good versus the bad, good actors versus mm-hmm. bad actors. But I was getting the benefit of the doubt. But as we do our vetting, and which we should be doing, unfortunately, the Border Patrol is not because of mm-hmm. Uh that's, where you, that's when you catch them. And that's when you put them in, you hold them. But we have such a, a, a complicit government. The administration is basically, they're supporting this stuff. And yeah. I'm not going on a limb here. I've seen you know, firsthand on the border, as well as, well as uh, doing the extraction and life-saving missions, how deep China is throughout um, the entire world, really focusing on, uh, on Africa as well. They're training. Mm-hmm. They have operatives in Africa training as we speak. Now, they're doing the same thing across the border. The Chinese cartel, they're working hand-in-hand with the cartel. They're training them. What reason? Ask yourself that.
3: Well, yeah, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, you know, in the Global Times, their their propaganda instrument, uh, they declared in May of 2019, essentially, that they're in unrestricted warfare with the United States and, and, and its allies uh, in the West. So we have to take this seriously, regardless of the complexities uh, and the sensitivities, uh, because the CCP-run government is our enemy, and it's our biggest enemy. Uh, one of my biggest concerns is that we're so distracted by the overreaction and overfocus of, of re- very limited resources on the Ukraine issue and causing Russia to run into the arms of, of China uh, more than they ever did as a communist nation, really, uh, yep. that, uh, uh, that, that it, 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 this wide-open border is just just thrown the doors even wider open, hasn't it?
5: Oh, yeah. Uh,
4: it's, it's, it's very clear to me, from my perspective. The numbers alone are, are staggering. Those that are actually reported are those numbers alone, but most of it's being unreported. So yeah. the, the importance of having a really closed border with surveillance, working, even put our, um, uh, some of the military that's not in deployment on the border as well. We need to be very aggressive on this because I don't know how bad it is other than when I'll be, the information I'm getting in from mainland China as well. They have a lot of, People that are looking at the United States and saying, we can't see you, fall. These are the ones that are Christians. Right. That I want so that's why I have a heart for this, and I believe we have the answers. But the only way to do this, to achieve this, is to have a strong border. If you don't have that, you don't have a nation.
3: Do you think the idea of using, uh, like, special operations, uh, get, getting an authorization to use military force for special ops raids against the cartels... Uh, uh, would uh, help stem this tide, especially of the fentanyl issue.
4: Yeah, it has to be. Uh, it has to be a coordinated effort with special ops as well as the ground troops of the regular regular army and national guard. But we need to do surgical extract, extractions, and, and it, it has to be a, a, a military. It has to be pr- very well. Because I up, this how many cartels do we have done now? Six Virgin or companion yeah. cartels. And they're all out, and they have lieutenant generals in line if the first one. It's very militaristic. They're very well trained. Yep. So you have, to, you have to plan a military operation to take them out once and for all and look for the, uh, like what they did in Afghanistan, look for the lieutenant generals to take place.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a supporter of that. Now, I didn't used to be uh, uh, because of the commuti- uh, posse comatitis issues and those kind of things. But you know, uh, doing doing raids, using our special operations forces to do raids across border uh, to just shut it down, uh, I think uh, is something that we should take a serious serious look at getting Congress to approve that uh, uh, because it's time to focus on ourselves. Uh, and, and stem this I mean we're bleeding out hundred thousand mm-hmm. people a year uh, for the last several years uh, on the fentanyl thing uh, we're literally yep. bleeding out James well well thanks man for for joining me and thank you for running uh, uh, for you folks in the audience man if you uh, it's time to get off the bench you got to yep. get off the bench and get in the game we need everybody in this game to get through this dark valley and come out on the other side as a free republic that respects individual liberty again instead of what we have now. Uh, uh, got about uh, 30 seconds left. Tell folks where to find you, how to donate. I know you need money because every politician running for office has to have money. Uh, yeah. And uh, how they can get hold of you.
4: Yeah, go to my website, bradleysenate.com, bradleysenate.com, real easy. So I'm very optimistic. I took the four out personally for that reason. That one, optimism, optimism. We have the strength. We have a lot of folks on this campaign. Reach out to me. There's a number you can dial. I'll I'll respond to you personally because I think it's important for you to hear it. And I give you the plan. I'm ready. And I'm in action. So now's the time to strike. Let's do this.
3: Absolutely. Well, thanks a lot, uh, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll get you, like I said, we'll get you back on again uh, as we move along uh, down the road to your election. And I uh, wish you well and good luck and uh, have fun on the campaign trail. Don't, don't work yourself too hard to a frazzle. Well,
4: thank you, Colonel. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Well, folks, uh, that's James Bradley, U.S. Senate candidate for California. Feinstein's seat's going open because she's so old she can't even do her own fiduciary responsibilities for her house bills and things. For, so her daughter has taken over uh, uh, that responsibility from her. Uh, so uh, he's he's leading in the polls in this jungle primary. So get out there and support him. Everybody across America, uh, go out there and support, support him at least with a dollar or something. Uh, but... Uh, We may be in a dark valley, but we will get through it because of men and women like you that care about this country and have a positive outlook that know that no matter how dark the valley is, uh, there's light uh, on the other side of the hills. And uh, we have the skills, the knowledge, and the passion and the love for liberty, like every other generation of Americans that will get us there. Tucker's still laughing. I'll see you tomorrow. It's whistleblower Wednesday.